Good morning, my wonderful people. By the time you hear this episode, it will be November 5th. It's Friday. It is, let's see here, end of another week talking to you guys about just things in the mornings that are on my mind and things the Lord's encouraging me with. Monday through Friday. I remember one podcast said Monday through Thursday. I was like, what are you thinking, Ash? It's Monday through Friday, you guys, that we're doing this thing. We've got another week coming up, um, November 8th through the 12th. So, yeah, you guys got a lot of podcasts. And, uh, you know, I love doing this, and I just really hope it's encouraging you guys. But today I want to talk to you about who does God's will. You know, all this week we've been talking about God's will, what is will, all this kind of stuff. And I was reading through Matthew 7 this morning and uh, just kind of noticing some things I want to share with you guys. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and pray. Let's talk to the Lord. Let's ask him to give us some insight and revelation as we read his word. And, you know, when you guys even go back and, and read it, I hope you guys are spending time with the Lord and his word in that way. And you know, just asking him questions. And uh, also the other thing, you guys, not being afraid to expose yourself to, you know, uh, books that go along that you can read along with the Bible. Okay. Um, God has a way of using all different types of people from all different walks of life to give us perspective and insight to some of the things that we deal with as humans. And uh, a really great book that I'm reading right now is I thought it was just me, but it wasn't um, from Brene Brown talking about shame and especially in the context of like, you know, women's lives and stuff. But shame is a universal uh, emotion that men and women all experience. It looks different for all of us, obviously, but I think it's important for us to understand those kinds of things, especially shame since it goes all the way back to the garden and it's relevant. So let's go ahead and pray, you guys, and let's get into this thing. Let's talk about who does the will of God. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for your spirit being in us, Lord. Thank you, God. That, <clears throat> excuse me. Thank you, Lord, that we can ask you for anything. And you give it to us, Lord. You you give us insight. You give us perspective. You give us love and grace. You give us everything that we need, God. Thank you that everything we need is in you, which is in the kingdom of heaven. And thank you, God, that we are heirs of the kingdom of heaven. And... Uh, Lord, I just pray you guide direct this conversation today as we talk about who does your will. Lord, let us be found doing your will. Let us be found knowing you. And as a result of that, people would see you through the things and how we live our lives, the things we choose to do with our lives. But it would all be rooted in the knowledge of you, Lord. So I just pray that you will help us to know you more, Lord, that you would know us and we would know you. And as a result, God, we our, our lives would transform the world and your kingdom would be advanced. So we love you, Jesus. We thank you for this time and just pray all these things in your holy name. All right, you guys. So I was in Matthew 7 this morning, just in case anybody out here wants to go back and, and read it themselves. But I'm just going to start at the beginning of Matthew 7, and I'm going to work just through the whole chapter here and share some thoughts with you guys and uh, do my best to tie in who does the will of God. So let me take my glasses off here, y'all. Hold on a second. Okay. Let me snag another drink of this coffee. Do I have any fellow coffee drinkers out there? All right, y'all. So here we go. Matthew 7. He says, Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Right? So not making conclusions about people. Right? 
um, paying attention to yourself and being having self-control, you know, being self-aware in the way of knowing what you need and getting that from God and understanding that people are in the same process, you know, having that self-control in that way. He goes, do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you into pieces. You know, as you don't judge people, as you pull the planks from your eye, get understanding, you're going to gain wisdom in that, y'all. That's what wisdom is. Wisdom is being able to dissect your own life, understand good and evil in the context of your life, and then being able to apply the, the best means to the end you're trying to get to in your life, right? The best ends, the best means, right? So you know the best ends for yourself. You've learned that. God's given you insight of your life. And now you can apply, you know, this, this understanding that the Lord has given to you, which is to grow in wisdom, all right? And it's all applied to self. Wisdom is a self thing. It's not this thing outside of you that's unattained. It's really just knowing the best path, the best means to accomplishing the end that you have in mind in regards to your life. You're going to get wisdom for that. All right. But you got to be careful who you give your wisdom to because not everyone's going to be receptive. You know, you go down here to verse seven, ask and will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks to receive, he who seeks finds and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Okay. There's the attitude of humility with people, right? That's why you can't judge. Judge not. You ask, you seek, you knock. You do that in the context of your relationship with the Lord. You can do that in the context of your relationship with other people. So you don't judge. You ask, seek, and knock. Try to understand, right? And then he goes, enter by the narrow gate, verse 13. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. There are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way. Think about what he just said right before that, right? Verse 13, ask will be given to you. Walking with the Lord takes a lot of humility, asking, you know, being self-aware, knowing yourself in, in relationship to how your life experiences have impacted you and your injuries and your strengths and, and how, you know, how your environment has, you know, shaped you and different decisions that you've made and, you know, all of that kind of stuff, right? It takes a lot of humility to do that work, to ask not judge to pull the planks from your eyes it's, it's narrow because not everybody's doing it you know it's way easier like my husband and I were talking about this morning to just kind of go with the crowd and what everybody else is doing you know especially in the church these days there's a certain way that they see everything needing to be done right these certain rituals and, and rules and and whatnot and uh very few people try to look at it and say, is this working? Some people just go along with it. You know, it's like you get into a church, you know, not all churches, you guys. I'm just saying my experiences that I've had going in there and you just feel like there's a certain way they want things done and you don't cross that. You know, you don't question anything. You don't ask questions, right? Um, and it's just very isolated in that way. There's really no flow um, as far as, you know, going in there and, you know, there's this openness. I, I don't sense a real openness for, you know, individuals in the church to really communicate their, their relationship with the Lord and where they're at. You know, people just seem very walled off to their lives and how 
the Lord's working in their life. Nobody really knows each other. Maybe certain people know each other if they've been there for a long time, but you know, very few people know each other in the way of uh, knowing the shame that God has washed off of your life. A lot of people are just very closed off, and um, you know, it's like we have the knowledge of God's come to save us, but we don't know the stories. We don't know what God has saved us from. We don't know the means that he's used. We don't understand God's grace in that type of way. But, uh, you know, that's the narrow gate though, right? Is being able to be that raw and and transparent, transparent with um, your life in that way. But then he goes, verse 21. Oh, hold on. Let's go to 8 to 15. He goes, Beware false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? You know, it's interesting how the Lord is telling us, you know, in relationship to people, you should be able to discern the fruits that they have, right? Uh, the fruit of the Spirit. And then he, then he says, Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? You guys, what's a thorn bush? It's pokey. So did you know there are going to be people who who are unapproachable? You cannot have access to their life. You don't have access to the fruit that, you know, is potentially in them. I believe if you have the Holy Spirit, you should definitely be producing fruit. Um, I think sometimes um, if we have wrong understanding or taught wrong in a way or, excuse me, if we have not been given the environment for us to sort of grow into our relationship with the Lord, you know, because when you think about when you take this example and you apply it towards raising children, all babies are little, they all start out with the same food. I was thinking about this this morning, it kind of crossed my mind. They all drink milk, but then as babies get older, they, they have their own teeth, they have their own tastes, you know, and then think about the different variety of palates that people have as adults and the different foods they're experienced to, the different foods they're accustomed to and eat. It's not the same. And so we have to be able to allow people to grow into themselves and not, we're not going to be the same in that way, right? We're going to produce different types of traits of the Lord, you know, um, qualities and, and, uh, and just being able to appreciate the different soil that God has formed different fruits in, you know, um, different environments of life that has, has molded, us, molded us as people. And people being able to, number one, discern the voice of God in their lives. I mean, if, ever, if the people in the church claim they have the Holy Spirit, then the people in the church should know how to listen to the Spirit. They should be able to communicate how to hear His voice. And they should also be given the space to kind of grow in that discernment, that confidence that, hey, God talks to me. He, he, he talks to me in my life. You know, there's things that he uh, puts on my heart or ideas he brings to mind or, you know, inspires me or desires and, and all those things that go on within the human heart. And we need certain environments where uh, those things can be literally cultivated and they can actually grow because each person is needed in the body of Christ and they all have a different function. And, you know, I think sometimes the other thing I was thinking about this morning is God has made this body, this glorious body of people that are all supposed to, you know, bear his name in the sense of we all have accepted what Christ has done for us. But then we have those unique distinctions that, uh, you know, from the, because we all have different lives, we have different uh, elements of grace that we bring to the table, right? Um, I see grace as a perspective that, you know, we were thinking one way that was leading to, to stealing, killing, and destruction. Then God, you know, speaks to us, gives us new thoughts, ideas, perspectives, whether it's through His Spirit talking to us, 
different things that we read, different conversations that we have, whatever means, right? I mean, I, I know people have just put red bumper stickers and, and said, wow, Lord, you know? So whatever means he's gonna use to communicate to you, and uh, you know, us being able to share that with the people in the church. And sometimes what happens is God brings new people into the church and he's, he's trying to graft in, you know, new parts, so to speak, you know, parts of the body, but we can reject those parts. You know, it's like when someone gets a transplant because there's a part of their organs in their body that's not functioning, but then sometimes the body rejects it. Is the body rejecting people because they're letting their own routines and ways of doing things really hinder instead of asking really great questions like, you know, how are we doing? Is what we're doing working? Are we growing in the vision that we have for the church? There are so many different things we need to be talking about. But anyway, you guys, I better hurry up. We're going way over the 10 minute mark here. All right. So last one, you guys, we're going to stop at verse. We're going to go to verses 21 through 23. So after he talks about being being aware of false prophets and, and, and being able to distinguish somebody's fruit, he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you, semicolon, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So I, it hit me this morning. Lawlessness is just simply doing works without knowing Christ without having that intimacy with him, without you letting him know you, right? Know your shame, know where you need grace, being able, and then being able to really expose that to the world. That takes a lot of humility, it takes a lot of vulnerability, but it, we get to do that through the power of God's grace and love in our own lives. We can humble ourselves before other people in that way. We can talk about our shame. We can, we, we can be human because of what the Lord has done. But think about how many people hide behind good works and, and oh didn't I, he says lord do you know didn't we do this didn't we do that and he goes depart from me i never knew you semicolon um depart from me you who practice lawlessness so the lord sees it as lawless to do things apart from him that's lawlessness isn't that interesting you know it's funny how sometimes in the church we think about lawlessness just being not following god's law like literally to a t but, you know, even the Pharisees were following God's law, but they didn't see the heart of God, right? They didn't see him as a father and Jesus Christ in the flesh. They didn't recognize that he was God, even though all scriptures pointed to him. And even though they were reading from the law, they didn't come to the same interpretations the Lord intended them to. So that's what we do sometimes. We don't, you know, see the Lord for who he really is. We sometimes our interpretations of the law get in the way. Our ways of doing things are traditions of men instead of us, you know, letting God really mold us in that way and I think it's because again most of the time when people go to church they're living off of the one revelation from from the pastor and his revelation is the revelation instead of um, realizing that you know if you've been in the Lord for a long time you know you even brand new Christians you know and they can be they can be immature in a way but they still have this freshness to them of them seeking the Lord and being passionate and excited about it. And we need people like that. We need people like that to stir the waters, you know, but because there's, there's the waters within you, living water. That's what the Lord says of revelation. The Lord wants you to bring out into the open so other people can experience him. Again, though, if we don't have people that are encouraging 
people to, you know, be vulnerable and share the relationship with the Lord. Like, hey, how do you hear God's voice? You know, what is he showing to you? Then all of a sudden people start closing up and one guy starts running things and the way he sees things. And then you just sort of lose the diversity of the body um, as far as each part being different. And, but the, the, the wisdom of God, right? How it all works together. There's this harmony and there's this flow because they're all, each and every body part is there for the same goal and the same end, which is to keep your butt alive. So what is the goal of the church, right? I think if the church knows what its role is, kind of the end goal um, and what should the end goal be, it really should just be bringing people up to the knowledge of God that they have, right? Building people up in the knowledge of God and the confidence in the knowledge of God so they can walk in their God-given authority. That's all it should be about is, is building people up in the knowledge of God to where they feel confident to live out their relationship with him, right? Not so much of a result of something you're trying to accomplish, right? Because the results are going to look different for everybody because we all have different lives. But the end goal should be we're all living in harmony of walking out the knowledge of God in the context of our lives. So anyway, you guys, that is all I have for you. I'm. This was a long podcast today, longer than I expected, but I just wanted to talk about who does the will of God. It's he who knows the Lord. And as a result of that, right, you, you, you don't know what your life is going to look like. You're going to be compelled, though, to share that with other people. I'll tell you that. You are going to have a burning desire in your heart to share the things that God has put inside of you. It's just a natural overflow. And you're going to have certain desires in your heart, things you want to do and things you want to build and things you want to be a part of as a result of you just spending time with the Lord and being with him and letting him heal your life on some real deep levels. Because think about how you can connect with other people who were just like you, right? You can relate to other people's stories. But now, you know, you've come to know the Lord in a way so you can relate to them and you can also, you know, influence them with the grace of God. Like, hey, man, I've been there. I've done that, right? You're not ashamed to get your feet washed, not expose your shame. And then you do that, and then people are like, wow, you know what? That's amazing that that person was, you know, in the same situation, thinking the same way, doing the same things. And then someone came and and showed themselves and loved them and restored them and made them a new creation right? And now you're new. So anyway, you guys, that is all I have for you. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I hope you have an awesome rest of the weekend. Be sure to tune in next week. We've got more Monday through Friday podcasts coming up. So um, like I said, I hope you guys are getting a ton of value out of this. If you feel compelled to donate, please feel free. You guys, you can donate a dollar all the way up to 10 bucks a month. My goal is to eventually get to a point to where I can pay to stream on both uh, YouTube and Facebook at the same time. Um, you know, I would like to be able to to do that. I don't I, I don't mind doing a couple videos at a time, but just to do it kind of once and get it over with in that way, you know, um, especially because sometimes revelation is fresh and you just want to be able to share it and trying to sort of share it again, you know, especially what's going on in my life, you guys. You know, I'm still homeschooling my children and, uh, you know, that's very much my priorities right now is pouring into my kids and, and what we got going on here. And so time I have on here is very precious, but I also have to, uh, you know, I have to have limits with it as well, you know, so I want to be able to get more bang for my buck. That makes any sense, you guys. So anyway, I hope you guys have an awesome rest of the weekend. Thanks for listening. And I will talk to you guys next week.